Hey everybody, welcome back to the Luck of Doll Podcast. This is your host, Elias Rush. This podcast is sponsored by LiasRushMedia.com, photo, video, digital media production. I had to think about it because I'm not in my normal zone. You can see that I'm not clearly in the studio, so bear with me as we enter into The Matrix. The Matrix is a 1999 science fiction action film written and directed by the Wachowskis. It is uh, the first installment in the uh, the Matrix film series, starring Keanu Reeves, Lawrence Fishburne, Ke- uh, Carrie Ann Moss, Hugo Weaving, and Joe Pantoliano, or Joey Pants. It uh, depicts a dystopian future in which... Uh, in which humanity is unknowingly trapped inside a, a simultaneous, sorry, <laughs> a dystopian future in which humanity is unknowingly trapped inside a simulated reality, the Matrix, which intelligent machines have created to distract humans while using their bodies as an energy source. When computer programmer Thomas Anderson uh, under the hacker alias Neo, uncovers the truth, he is drawn into a rebellion against the machines, along with the other people who have been freed from the Matrix. So a little bit of uh, uh, background, of, first of all, why we are covering the Matrix. Well, what has it been? Almost, It's going to be over 20 years uh, since uh, the 99 Matrix was released, they um, are bringing back the Matrix, which would be the fourth Matrix in the film series. There were three that were created that we could relatively say some had a major cultural impact, others maybe not so much. Um, my take is, after watching the three different movies... I have a firm grasp of uh, what the Wachowskis were going for as um, as a concept. I do think the franchise goes loses its uh, its flavor and it loses its umph towards the end of the series. Now we're just going to talk about the first one for this uh, for this episode. But with saying that, this first Matrix, The Matrix 99, was a game changer in cinema. It cost um, approximately $63 million, and uh, the Wachowskis outdid themselves. I'd say uh, what is a little bit of the background stuff on it is uh, here's some more wiki information. The Matrix is an example of the cyberpunk subgenre of science fiction. For me, it is a blending of the cyberpunk subgenre, kind of like a Blade Runner-esque, meets uh, uh, modern practical effects alongside, uh, you know, uh, what Japanese uh, and Chinese martial arts films. And so it, it even says right here, Wachowski's approach to the action scenes was influenced by Japanese animation and martial arts films, as, as stated. And the film's use of uh, fight choreographers and wire foo techniques from Hong Kong action cinema. So they're taking uh, 
all these influences all from different types of uh different cultures all around the world which really make it feel like a worldly production it doesn't it doesn't exactly feel like an american movie especially because we have uh kind of like racially ambiguous keanu reeves a little bit i know i think he's primarily caucasian but i think he has like japanese or he has uh i think his grandmother's japanese don't take my word for it i kind of get him and joseph gordon levitt's backgrounds a little bit mixed up but i'm pretty sure they have some like extra uh stuff going on in the background with regards of who these people are um you know and their kind of racially ambiguous background but um the film popularized of a, a a specific visual effect known as bullet time in which the heightened perception of certain characters is represented by uh, allowing the action within a shot to progress in a slow motion while the camera appears to move through the scene at normal speed so with saying that the first shot of this movie was incredible it blew people's minds people hadn't really seen this done before carrie ann moss is about to whoop some ass in this first scene they say that it took around four months of planning i think to record uh to shoot this uh in one week but uh let's just say from the low concept of making such an elaborate world to uh exploring the matrix the wachowskis definitely did not make it an easy endeavor especially on themselves with uh uh with regards to building this world the fight choreography the the action the aesthetic all of it is extremely impressive and heightened to a, a degree that I can't really com I can compare to too many things, but it does feel like it takes some branches and bits and pieces of other uh, parts of cinema that I really like. Think of like uh, Star Wars and having Luke being, you know, the the savior of the galaxy kind of thing. It's sort of in the same realm, but we're talking more or less within like tech. Um, so anyways uh it, it popularized bullet time almost to the point where it's overdone and oversaturated at this point but you know that's for some people um so uh doo -doo -doo. while some critics have praised the film for its handling of difficult uh difficult subjects others have said that the deeper themes are largely overshadowed by its action scenes i don't think that this is the specific uh movie that this has that problem there are elements in the Matrix that feel a little bit up its own ass to the point where it's, you know, what is this to this and what is this to this? What is cause and effect? What is it? You know, they start talking so um, metaphorically, metaphysically, psychedelically, all of the lees to the point where it's like, I don't really know what you're talking about right now but i'm just gonna kind of shake my head and wait till the next action scene um so i will say that there is a level of um uh work that the viewer has to do uh you can't just sit here and watch people do kung fu and have really cool action scenes i mean you obviously could but you're not going to understand the movie to the nth degree that you really should be um so in continuing on uh, the Matrix was released in the United States March 31st, 1999 and grossed over $460 million on a $60 million budget. That is ridiculously good. Um, 
so yeah, almost half a billion dollars worldwide. So they're like, uh, fuck yeah, you're making another one. Um, so I got to say, there's so many good things about this. Like I said, it's hitting on all cylinders, this specific first one. I got to say from the marketing that it kind of leaves it a little bit ambiguous. Uh, honestly, no. I, the, the marketing does not leave it ambiguous. I think that it tells you exactly what it is because you can either do one of two things. You can kind of leave the audience to kind of guess what's going to happen when they, you know, to get them in there, but that you also want them to like have a good time to get them in there in, in there the first in the first place. So what I'm saying is they almost give too much information off in the, uh, the, um, marketing, you know, they put the bits and the pieces. They're like, uh, you know, this is what the matrix actually is. And this is what actually is, um, you know, the real world versus not the real world and what you're actually living, that type of thing. I'm kind of surprised that they decided to, to put that in there because when I first watched this, it wasn't in theaters. As a matter of fact, my knowledge of The Matrix was through other mediums. And I remember being in, uh, you know, swimming in uh, a pool with all my friends and we would run up the walls and we would, I remember specifically, we would be like the matrix. We'd like splurt it out or something like that and run up a wall upside down and do all this crazy shit. I just remember doing that and it being a part of the cultural zeitgeist, even at that point. And now it's coming back even full force. Cause we, I mean, we got Keanu Reeves, we got Lawrence Fishburne. Uh, I, th I don't know if Fishburne's going to be in the new one. Uh, but I hear Keanu and uh, Kiria and Moss are at least going to reprise at least some of their roles. I'm not sure. Um, both, I hear, are in incredible fashion. Uh, both badass. Both amazing in this. See, I had always known that Keanu Reeves was uh, a badass. I mean, we had seen him in so many different things. And I had known Kiria uh, and Moss was in this as well. But I didn't know that she was just a freaking badass. And I, I love how... She she gives off really mellow vibes, and I, I feel like she'd be a really chill individual to hang out with. Um, but she's also can whoop some freaking ass. And most recently, I remember seeing her in uh, the Jessica Jones series on Netflix. But I haven't seen her in terribly too much outside of uh, The Matrix, uh, and, and she plays Trinity in here. Um, she was in Memento. I don't remember what. Maybe I kind of remember she was kind of that crazy lady in Memento. Um, Disturbia, I don't recall. Uh, I didn't see Fido, Pompeii, Silent Hill. I see a lot of things I haven't seen. I think she's been criminally underused and she is fantastic from, uh, from the physicality standpoint. Like, there's not really a, a second that I'm like, wow, this isn't like really badass to have her in here. Um, and it feels like she's playing like a little, like a level of herself. Um, like she does she kind of just radiates cool, calm, and collective. And I really do feel like that's what the Trinity character, um, needs. So, um, what else do we got here? Try not to go too far over. Don Davis is the music guy on here. Uh, I really like the music in this first episode. Uh, I'm going to call this movie franchise as episode one, two, and three. It's really the movie one, two, and three, but just know what I'm talking about. If I refer to episodes, so, uh, the first movie, Don Davis, I love the music in this first one. The first one sets the tone so much more than the other ones, uh, continue to do. The music is set 
specifically what does feel like it was maybe like a 98 99s uh edm uh trance uh and like rock uh soundtrack and i really enjoyed that aesthetic of putting that level of action and pace in it and alongside the crazy psychedelically trippy uh, editing that uh zach stenberg was uh responsible for like that combination is almost like off kiltering to the point where i'm like oh my gosh this is uh disorienting to a point where i'm like this is insane this is like a world i haven't been in before and alongside having the wachowskis uh direct i felt like i was in really good hands that they could tell a compelling uh really dense concept story but also make it thrilling and entertaining for me as well and that's not something i feel like continues on in uh movie two and movie three reload and revolutions and by the way i think the titles are a little bit difficult to remember reload and revolutions don't really feel like anything they just sound like generic titles to me it just like uh just put another one i just slap a title on there just you know we don't, we don't really know what to say just put a title on it you know that's what it kind of feels like um curious what this editor has done real quick i'm gonna check this Sten, uh, Zach Stenberg is a uh, film editor best known for action films in the Matrix trilogy. Let's see what else he's done because he's really impressed me. Recently, he did, I think he was editor, I think he's editor on Ava, Pacific Rim Uprising, um, anything else? Ender's Game, I didn't see that. Speed Racer with the Wachowskis again. He worked with... Uh, he did Lord of War. I haven't seen that with uh, Nick Cage. The Wachowskis again in 03. Well, actually, that was Revolutions and Reloaded. I'm going backwards. And anything else? He was with the Wachowskis for Bound, so he probably made some pretty interesting stuff there. Wasn't Bound with uh, Joey Pants as well? And, yeah. Okay, so... I haven't really seen too much that this guy's been involved in, but I'm great work is what I say. Anyways, uh, I digress. Back to so, anyways, this movie almost made half a billion dollars on a sixty-three million dollar budget, which they're like, get the fuck back out there, make another, make another Matrix. We don't give a shit what's on it, and when they did that, um. I think that second budget was about double. Let's just say it's about a hundred. I think it was ranged about a hundred to one hundred and fifty, give or take. They doubled the amount of money they made. I think it was around seven hundred million dollars on that second one. But then the third one came back, and they gave them that one fifty to a hundred million dollars again to make it the third one. And um, I actually think that they were made back to back because of how how fast they were. Um, released. I think the there was like a six months turnaround in between the second and third movie. I think I, I needed to check that real quick though. Anyways, um, yeah, that that last movie only made another four hundred million again. So they they got some pretty bad press, I guess, regarding that last one. People were just like, "This is not good." To the point where they lost almost three hundred million dollars. They were trying to at least hit that again. I would assume. So, um. This first movie, The Matrix 99, it received 
largely positive reviews from critics who praised its innovative visual effects, action sequences, cinematography, and entertainment value. It does have a lot of value. Um, it won four Academy Awards. So, whoops. It won four Academy Awards, Best Visual Effects, Best Film Editing, Best Sound, Best Sound Editing. I would, I would agree with pretty much all of it. As well as several other accolades, um, including the BAFTA, Science Awards, Saturn Awards, all that good stuff. The film is considered to be one of the best science fiction films of all time, I agree, and was added to the National Film Registry of Preservation of 2020, sorry, 2012. The film's success led to two feature films uh, sequels being released in 2003, Reloaded, Matrix Reloaded and Revolutions, uh, Matrix Revolutions, which were also written and directed by the Wachowskis. The Matrix franchise was further expanded with uh, through the production of comics, video games, and animated short films, with which the Wachowskis were heavily involved. Um, I know that they really tried to push that uh, the Matrix was going to continue to live on in video games, which I heard there was a little bit mixed. And considering the visual effects that were going on in this in this movie, um, from this one to the third one, the more action that is incorporated and less hand-to-hand combat, the more, uh, even hand-to-hand combat, it still just gets to the ridiculous point of they just go straight up video game status people don't even look like people anymore and it's not just because of the dated times it's just because of what they're doing just doesn't look that good um but that's just because of the also the the effects as well um the franchise has also inspired books and theories expanding on the religious and philosophical ideas alluded to in the films a fourth film titled the matrix resurrections uh, is scheduled for release December 22nd, 2021. And I'm pretty pumped after watching these three, I was going to say episodes, but movies again. It feels like I've watched uh, like 10 years of a show in like two nights. And so my mind's kind of like blown. Um, so yeah, let me see if there's anything else we need to talk about. Um, before we hop into the spoiler section, I gotta say this entire main cast is what's really strong, especially in this first um, iteration of The Matrix. The 99 movie has Keanu, who is a perfect avatar for pretty much, you know, basically implanting the the, the mind of whoever's watching the, the movie. You know, he's like a, an avatar for us. You know, he's like, whoa. Um, and <laughs> we have Fishborn, who is kind of in the realm of... Uh, I'm going to compare this Matrix a lot to Star Wars a lot, A New Hope specifically. But Neo is essentially like our Luke, our chosen one. Uh, Morpheus is more or less like the Obi-Wan-ish character. You know, he's the one that's kind of teaching the, the one what is what. And so... Um, continuing on Joey Pants, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about Joey Pants, but also, uh, Carrie Ann Moss on, uh, I was going to say Carrie Ann, Ma- Ann Moss on the side. She is not on the side. She is just as much as a, a player in this first movie. Um, and it kind of, I kind of wish, well, there's, there's things that I wish that her character didn't have to, to do in some scenarios. Um, but I'll talk about it in, um the plot uh, plot spoiler section 
So um, I'm going to talk uh, off the off the top of the head. This is uh, off the top of the head. It's always off the top of the head. <laughs> um, so the reviews all will have um, for the Matrix one, two, and three are going to have uh, spoiler sections. We're going to start it with the non-spoiler section as usual. Then we're going to do a spoiler section for the specific movie we're in, and then the movies that had happened before it. So, um, and then we're going to talk about the uh the third part of the reviews are going to talk about the series as a whole um so that's just a little bit of synopsis and again the full podcast is available on patreon.com slash podcast so there's a little break in between it's because that break has been alluded uh, sorry uh, it's been given to the patreon exclusives um again because we have movies of five years and older that are reviewed uh, in full for our Patreon members. Again, thank you for supporting the Luckadel podcast. Let me know how I can improve the podcast. Subscribe on YouTube. Do what you can to support. You got the Twitch. You got the YouTube. You got the SoundCloud. You got all that good stuff. Do what you can. Do what you can. Let me get a little bit of sip, and uh, I will be on the plot way. On the plot way. And when it's English first. All right, so. Making sure we are all good in the hood. Here's the plot for The Matrix 99. At an abandoned hotel within a major city, a police squad corners Trinity, who overpowers them with her superhuman abilities. Like I said at the beginning, this scene took them months to uh, to prepare for. I don't know exactly because I haven't watched any documentaries or anything behind the scenes type stuff for this, but I've heard that it was a minch training, and on top of that, this first what was it less than like five minutes took them months i could not believe how long there just the the type of dedication that that would take just to do one scene and i don't even barely any dialogue in it um so in instantly there is something weird with the world as well as the color palette as well you know you gotta you gotta take in consideration that the color palette is part of the plot it tells you and synchronizes you as an audience where you are mentally in the matrix or out the matrix trinity flees pursued by the police and a group of suited agents capable of similar superhuman feats she answers a ringing public telephone and vanishes just before an agent crashes a truck into the booth. And so we're like, what the fuck is going on? I remember watching this the first time. I was like, Jesus, this is, this is intense. Uh, and I, I had, I was super like bummed. I did not get to watch this first in the theater because this is the type of movie that you would want to have like, uh, everybody in the theater saying, Ooh, ah, Ooh, ah, you know, that type of shit. So, computer programmer Thomas Anderson 
known by his hacking alias Neo, is puzzled by repeated online encounters with the phrase The Matrix. Trinity contracts him, sorry, contacts him and tells him a man named Morpheus has the answers he seeks. Um, and this is when uh, Keanu's like woken up at one time. He's like, wait, what? And he, th this is like the beginning of finding out who he is a little bit. And he has, he's like selling some sort of uh, computer hacking chips or something like that to like a random group of strangers and uh or just some people that he's i guess like hacking shit and stuff like that and they're like yo man you all right man he's like wait what and so they're like we're gonna go down the club and it's gonna be like rob zombie on like repeat it's gonna be like it's gonna be like that shit for like six hours i think you're gonna really enjoy it you might even run into like really, really fine Carrie Ann Moss. So that's what ends up happening. And it's like, <laughs> they're in the club. It's fucking crazy. It's, and based on all of the movies, I'm just going to do a, it's not really a spoiler to say that there is a club scene in every single one of it. And you can tell the Wachowskis must like hitting the, <laughs> so, um, Anyways, um, so anyways, Trinity contacts uh, him while he's in the club, and then you know they're like bumping and grinding. And um, so, anyways, Morpheus has the answer he seeks. A team of agents and police, led by Agent Smith, arrive at Neo's workplace in search for him. Though Morpheus attempts to guide Neo to a safety uh, to safety through a phone call. Um, he's like wigging out, like, what the fuck's going on? And, uh, you know, uh, Trinity's trying to get him out of this place. And all the Smiths are like, what? Where is Mr. Anderson? You know, he's hitting all that shit. And I gotta say, this was a defining role for Hugo Weaving. I mean, he freaking knocked it out of the, I, I was gonna say park, but he knocked it out of the state. He literally defined so many different parts of this, the aspect of this role from the look to just the fact that he's a badass. I mean, there's never a time where I don't think that this guy could like really whoop some ass. And he's doing it all in the suit with these glasses on and hitting this cadence of, uh, I think they said it was like a Walter Cronkite or something like that. It's like a radio talk show host from back in the day. 50s or something like that 1950s if people are watching this in like 30 year 3050 or whatever <laughs> so um you never really know these days how long the how long these podcasts will last i'm, I'm sure we're not even gonna have flat uh like uh, video anymore y'all gonna be like into the video you're like well can i jump into the video so anyways uh <laughs> Uh, so Trio's trying to lead uh, uh, Trio, Trio, Trio. Neo, Trinity is trying to get Neo out of this building at this one point. And Neo's like getting ready to like get on the side of this wall. He's like trying to scale the wall. He's like, and it's just like not good, not good. So she's like, we don't know what's going to happen if uh, Smith gets you. And oh my Lanta, let me tell you what happens when Smith gets him. 
I think this was a part that I kind of forgot at the beginning. Um, I don't remember exactly, but there's a part where Neo is pointing out to something and he gets like what looks like this gooey reflective mirror shit and it like consumes him and shit like that. I don't remember exactly when that was, but I will say there's a level of body horror and superhero abilities that are blended in this movie that I think really elevate it to another level. I can't recall too many times before the matrix maybe blade ish yeah. spider-man ish but even then they weren't really i don't feel like they were using horror at all with the blending of like these superhuman abilities um and this is one of the times i was like jesus this is like horrifying and another uh, another to go on with it is the the little implanted chip that goes into uh neo implanted by agent smith it's like little bug things like blah, 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 blah. it's like geez what is like this is terrible it'd be if these things were real it'd be absolutely terrible which I, I might be i don't know um so anyways uh da, 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 da. neo through neo chooses to be captured rather than risk escaping through the window ledge of uh the skyscraper and i definitely felt like there was he could have he was gonna die if that happened i don't know i gotta say the rules of the matrix and the world and what people are able to do versus not able to do it goes all over the place so just be prepared for all of that which i think goes along with the world a little bit having kind of flimsy logistics sometimes it feels like sometimes he can't do things sometimes he can until he unlocks the ability and understand that that game style of that you know um so the agents then attempt to coerce neo into helping him lo uh, locate morpheus whom they claim is a terrorist morpheus is a terrorist Neo insists on his right to a phone call. I need a phone call, man. I need a phone. I deserve one month, one phone call. Even in the Matrix, you get one. <laughs> Neo insists his right to the phone call so he can contact the lawyer. They don't give a shit about a lawyer. Get the hell out of here with that. But the agents can manipulate the Matrix to cause his mouth to fuse. Again, with the uh, the horror aspects of this world, fuse his mouth shut and then implant a robotic bug inside him. Fucking horrifying. I remember watching this on TV. I was like, <laughs> you know, I was like, God, don't do that to him, man. So anyways, uh, it's horrifying at some points in these movies. Um, and I really do feel like they kind of get less and less horrifying as the last one goes. The last one's not really that bad. So they put a robotic bug inside him. Neo wakes up from what he believes is a nightmare and is taken by Trinity to meet Morpheus shortly afterwards. Um, along the way, they remove the bug from Neo's stomach. And it's like this really ominous car ride. I love the. It's like raining, the dark aesthetic. It looks like fucking uh the outside of like gotham city and shit like that it definitely feels like a different world there's just something weird about it. so dark and dreary and shit like that um so 
Along the way, they remove the bug from Neo's stomach, and it's like, Jesus, it's like, that was a real bug, and it's in him, it's like, and so, uh, Carrie Ann Moss puts this thing on, it's like, and get the thing out of him, and then they throw it out the window, it's like, and then the, the, the tracking chip is done. Um, so proving that the nightmare he experienced was real. Morpheus offers Neo a choice between two pills. When he meets Morpheus, Morpheus is like, I've been expecting you. I, I had I had glasses around here somewhere. I was going to do my whole Morpheus get up, or Mr. Smith get up, but I don't see any of my shit, so I, I can't do it. So, a Mr. Anderson, um, I've been expecting you. Well, well, well I'm, now I'm doing the wrong voice. It's Morpheus. Ah, Neo. I, I don't know if I can do that. I, I, I need to kind of listen to uh, Morpheus's get up again. Reveal to the truth about the Matrix. So, Red reveals the truth about the Matrix. And the Blue return him to his former life. Neo swallows the red pill, and his reality disintegrates, and he awakens nude in a liquid-filled pod. First of all, how did they get these pills? Did we get like a discovery on how the pill was made? I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it's discovered in something else. That I, I, there is a lot of detail to these movies that I feel like I missed. So uh, apologies because I only watched them one time. So if I get any facts wrong, y'all just let me know and throw it nicely in the comments that, hey, dumbass, you fucking forgot this or you said this. So, um, <laughs> so yeah, he um, takes that red pill and gets mm, Papa Molly, I guess. Now he's sweating and his reality disintegrates and he awakens nude as fucking Keanu Reeves, completely butt ass naked, shaved from the top down. No eyebrows, no hair no pubes, no nothing. So, I mean, just the way a lot of people like him, but still, baby smooth. And so, he wakes up in this pod, he's like, grah, grah, grah. and he's like, ah, ah, ah. and he's like looking around, and he sees all these like a bajillion pods, and there's like a bajillion other pods, and this like robot squid looking things, like, blah, 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 blah. and it looks like it's about to like face hug his face, and he's like, blah. He falls down all the way down to like a, a like a slide of some sort, and uh, and then he wakes up in like the real world with uh, Morpheus, Carrie Ann Moss, and like a uh, mouse. No big deal, right? How did they get him so easily? I, I, there was like a time like there's like a tube that goes directly from the pods to like wherever they are. It was a little bit easy for them to get Neo in the real world, um, quote unquote real world for people who are listening. Um, so anyways, uh, he awakens nude in a liquid filled pod. It's, and he's got all these like hoses in him and too. it's the aesthetic and design of this is amazing of what, of what they've done. They've clearly made a complete world, um, and aesthetic with this. It's kind of like a weird blend of like Star Wars and Terminator among countless other humans attached to an elaborate electrical system. So he, he can see that they are literally got tubes hooked up to like a bajillion different humans and these little pods he is retrieved and brought aboard morpheus's flying ship the nebuchadnezzar <laughs> i think i don't know let me uh, let me get a little bit of drink 
standing on a pillow because my feet were killing me in my shoes. I tell y'all, I'm turning to an old man. I'm turning into an old man watching these movies. In real time. So let me just make sure we're still... Alright, we are pretty far in, but not really. As Neo recuperates from a lifetime of physical inactivity in the pod, um, Morpheus explains their situation in the early 21st century. A war broke out between humanity and intelligent machines. Very similar to Terminator. After humans blocked the machines' access to solar energy, the machines responded by capturing the humans and harvesting their bioelectric power while keeping their minds pacified in the Matrix, a shared uh, simulated reality modeled after the world at uh, as it was in 1999. Well, party like it's 1999. That doesn't sound so bad now these days. <laughs> um, the machines won the war in the ground city of Zion. Um, is the last refugee of free humans. You could probably say that there is a lot of fucking exposition in these uh, movies, and with reason, because if you don't explain it, I heard that the studios were like, Wachowskis, if you don't explain this shit, no one's going to know what the fuck is going on. So you better put some dang explanation, exposition in the shit. <laughs> so they did. And uh, thus Morpheus was there, <laughs> uh, appears. Uh Morpheus and his crew are a group of rebels who hack into the Matrix to unplug uh, enslaved humans and recruit them. Kind of sounds a little bit like Inception a little bit, but with the, the, the heisting crew type stuff. Um, it's not really a heist, but it's sort of like a heist, but it's not really. I don't know. Um, their understanding of the Matrix uh, simulated nature allows them to bend its physical laws. Morpheus warns Neo that the death within the Matrix kills the physical body and the agents are sentient computer programs that eliminate threats to the system, like a Norton virus from hell, while machines called Sentinels, these little squiddy things, um, eliminate rebels in the real world. So it's just like, these guys are attacking in the Matrix and these squiddy things are in the real world which the real world is in technically like 2099 or something like that something crazy but with saying that um the matrix is so much more interesting than the rest of this world i, I can't tell you how much the actual world the real life world versus the matrix world is just ugly drab it doesn't look exactly cheap but it doesn't look like they have full-fledged cities in a way. It's just like little bunkers they've made. It's not interesting in the same way that like Star Wars has entire worlds and entire bunkers within worlds and shit like that and space stations and shit like that. It's not doesn't feel like it's on that scale. It just feels like uh, there's more or less like two worlds. It's like you got the Matrix, which is the simulated world and everything's dandy relatively and then you got the real world which it's just like disgusting looking it looks like trash everywhere just 
it, it, it looks like the Terminator world as they imagined it, but they never made it. I don't know. So, um, yeah, I was just never a fan of when they are in the real world. It just is not as interesting. And I think it's looked down upon if you are stuck in the Matrix or you choose to go back into the Matrix, which we'll talk about in a minute. You know, it's like is because the real world sucks so much. Would you not want to be in this like simulated reality a little bit or sometimes or maybe just while you're having a meal and just to pretend that you're eating a decent meal? Um, there's some real implications that. I could see that people would want to stay in the matrix if you didn't, if you had something physically wrong with you that you didn't, weren't allowed to like, you couldn't walk because your legs or something like that, then the matrix would allow you to go experience and do all these crazy things um, that you would normally get to do, especially in this drab world that they're living in. So um, I could see it honestly, either way, I kind of wish they had addressed that a little bit, man, a little bit more, just like wanting to be in the matrix. Um, like Joey Pants' character. So we'll talk about him in a second. Uh, Neo's prowess, prowesses uh, during uh, virtual trainings, uh, cements. Um, Morpheus' uh, belief that Neo is the one. A, uh, sorry, I'm, I'm not speaking English. Neo's prowess during uh, virtual training cements... Uh, Morpheus's belief that Neo is the one, a human uh, prophecy to, uh, uh, sorry, prophesized to free man, uh, sorry, humankind. I don't know why I can't speak all of a sudden. <laughs> um, the group enters the Matrix to visit the Oracle. Okay, so uh, let me talk a little bit more about uh, uh, their virtual training. First of all, uh, Mouth is like, oh my god, his, his uh, metachlorians are off the court. And Mouse is like this young buck who you're going to feel bad when he in, ends up getting the, the gut. You know, he ends up getting got in the Matrix later down the road in the uh, the first movie. But he brings up the point of like wanting like female companion and stuff like that. I know maybe the logistics of that might be a little bit weird now, but... um. You know, I, I can see that you know, there would definitely be people that would want to make programs for them to go live in and live with people. Think about not just like random people that they're making, because it seemed like Mouse was just making some random fine lady. But some people might remake people that are dead and or, you know bring them back, to resurrect them in the Matrix. There's a lot of different possibilities that I feel like this movie franchise just didn't tackle. And it almost has the ability to, to go back and talk about it and actually we are I mean, the matrix resurrection might even have something to do with that um so the group enters the matrix to visit the oracle uh the prophet who predicted the one would emerge um and i have heard of the mystical magical black person in movies that leads the protagonist generally, which is white, to the ending goal of the movie of some sort. It's a known trope since late 80s, if not sooner than that. Um, but it feels a little bit like the Oracle is that of this point, And she is like an ex exposition machine, but she is so good. This uh, The actress that plays the Oracle, 
um, I believe passed away at the in between the second one and third one being filmed. And so they couldn't bring her back, but she was uh, still amazing as the Oracle. Let me see if I have the uh, Oracle's name. Gloria Foster. Yeah, Gloria Foster. Um, yeah, I think she's actually a pretty well-known actress. Um, so, yeah, the uh, she suggests to Neo that he is not the one and warns that he will have to choose between Morpheus's life and his own. Before they can leave the Matrix... Uh, oh yeah, and before we go that, uh, Keanu is visiting uh, the Oracle, getting cookies and everything. Grandma's cookies! Oh, good. Um, there's some like kids that are like waiting in the lobby that are apparently all like prophesized to possibly be the one. And there's this one like racially ambiguous white kid that is there, and he's like, "The spoon is not there. If you want to bend it or something like that, I I just fucked up the <laughs> I just fucked up the old you know. If you want to bend the spoon, the spoon is not there or something like that. I I don't I I, I fucked it up again. So anyways. He learns that, you know, to bend the spoon, it's not actually there. You don't, you know, you're bending everything, I guess. I don't know. Who fucking knows? Um, so, uh, before they can leave the Matrix, agents and, uh, agents and police ambush the group, tipped off by Cypher. And we got to say that uh, we have not seen, it kind of skipped over the Cypher part where he's sitting down with Agent Smith. And uh, Agent Smith is like, Whatever you say, Cypher, you want a, a Salisbury steak? Eh, we got you that. Oh, absolutely. Oh, what do you want to be? Famous? Oh, you want to be in. And Joey Pants is like, oh, you know, I wanna, I wanna be uh, someone famous, uh, maybe like an, someone important, you know, like a, like an actor or something like that, you know. And uh, it's funny how they're kind of like doing some fourth wall breaking. It's like, all right, uh, all right, I see what you're doing. Um, but I like Joey Pants. He's he's always kind of playing that persnippity guy. I don't know exactly how to like. He's always like, he's trying to make a buck or something like that, you know? I make a man. <laughs> he's a very uh, northern, uh, I think. So anyways, uh, Cypher is trying to make a deal with uh, Smith to get back into the Matrix and to forget everything. He wants to forget ever being in the real world. And I, I kind of wish they had explored it a little bit more. But, I mean, he was doing this. He was like, this is going to cost uh, him to get Morpheus. I mean, he, he was... Smith wants the codes to Zion, uh, which would take them to where the the people are in the real world, so that the the Sentinels can go destroy them. But they can't get that yet. So, um, or I don't remember if whatever happens in this. So, um, a disgruntled crew member, uh, Cipher, a disgruntled crew member who has betrayed Morpheus in exchange for a comfortable life in the Matrix, and. When Cypher is going off through this whole thing, it's like, holy shit, I got clap! And the, um, it, it just continues, like, it's like a domino effect of, like, so many people on the co, uh, on the non-main A-list cast die. Even people on the main list cast die as well, but, um, we'll talk about it a little bit more. So, they're tipped off by Cypher, tipped off by Cypher. Cost a bunch of people. Tank, mouse, everyone's dead. 
dead. Oh my god. Mouse is killed by the police before he can meet up with the rest of the group while Morpheus is captured fighting an agent in time to buy for the rest uh, to escape. Fighting an agent to buy time for the rest to escape. And Mouse is over there just like sitting at a <laughs> at a desk before these agents come in. And he's just like looking at that lady that he had made. And it's, it's a photo or a newspaper article of her on a newspaper on a newspaper in the Matrix. He's like, ooh la la. And he's like, oh shit, these agents here. I got these fucking guns. Fucking shit. Doing a Scarface on him. And Mouse goes down. Mouse didn't have a fucking chance. Get the fuck out of here, Mouse. <laughs> um so uh da, da, mouse is killed by the police before he can meet up with the rest of the group morpheus is captured by uh the smiths fighting and like morpheus is getting his ass whooped I and mean, i gotta say like lawrence fishborn is a fucking badass everybody carrie ann moss keanu reeves hugo weaving all these all of them bad ass and it feels like they're like dude Deesh, deesh, you know, they're hitting, it looks like they're actually hitting each other. There's almost never a second with the exception of when they're really going ape, ape wild with the special effects that really don't look like them. Even when Keanu and Lawrence Fishburne are like, duh, 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 duh. I mean, it is impressive. They, they really work their ass off to do this. And once again, like I said, it's not an easy film to make. Um, even from, you know, the acting standpoint as well. So... Uh, Cypher exits the Matrix and murders several crew members as they lie defenseless. And he's like making everybody really uncomfortable, jumping on Carrie Ann Moss's lifeless bodies, just like that. And he's like, he's like jumping on and he's like, like kind of like rubbing all up against her skin and shit like that. And then he turns to Morpheus and he's like, I got some ass for you. And he jumps on Morpheus's ass and he starts shaking his ass on Morpheus while Morpheus is in the Matrix. It's like, Joey Pants, no! <laughs> so, um, before he can kill Neo, uh, kill Neo and Trinity, he's like telling everybody, you know, say your prayers to everyone you love. And he's like pulling out the plugs out of everybody. I was like, Jesus, y'all taking out the whole fucking cast. And it's only been like uh, an hour in or something like that. I don't know exactly. Um, but it, it's like, Jesus, Joey Pants is killing everybody. He can kill Neo. So before he can kill Neo and Trinity, Tank, a crew member who has already been knocked unconscious, awakens and kills Cypher with the Ghostbusters blaster. Um, I was just like, oh my goodness. So I, I've come to the decision of why the Matrix, and as compared to like um, Star Wars, doesn't have like super cool uh, memorabilia and like artifact, not artifacts, but they, they don't have like the lightsaber. They don't have like Han's blaster. They don't have all the cool shit that you think about in Star Wars. And it's because they're using shit like this Ghostbusters like blaster thing um, to 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 get Joey Pants. And the effect is so subpar. It looks like Joey Pants like this is like they had him on a green screen and pulled him back in the zoom. It was like I felt like I could have done a little bit better than that, but it. In comparison to what they had been doing and how much, how much they had been giving us, you know, with the hand-to-hand fighting combat, them doing flips and shit like that, just impossible stuff happening. This was goofy for me. This was it took me out a little bit. Um. So yeah, Tank awakens and he's just like, all right, fuck it, we're we're taking Cipher out. Um. And again, I gotta say this does feel like a combination of like Star Wars, a little bit like Aliens, and a slash of. A dash of uh, Terminator. 
The agents interrogate Morpheus in an attempt to learn his uh, access codes to the mainframe computer in Zion. Tank proposes killing Morpheus to prevent this, which I was like, Tank, didn't you just wake the fuck up? What? Why are you going to do that? Why you... <laughs> don't, you don't have to fucking kill Morpheus right now. Just go in and say the fuck. I was like, geez. Because uh, he's like, I ain't fucking going down like this. I ain't getting fucked, <laughs> you know? So, um, but Neo resolves uh, to return to the Matrix. Um, sorry. But Neo resolves to ret uh, uh, return to the Matrix to rescue him, as the Oracle prophesied. Um, Trinity um, insists uh, she accompany him while rescuing Morpheus. Neo gains confidence in his abilities, um, performing feats comparable to the uh, agents. And Neo is just, he's, he's going full, like, he's not going quite Dragon Ball Z, but he's going pretty close. I mean, it's the ass whoopings left and right. We have the entire making, uh, breaking in at the bank at the bottom, and it's just like duh, 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 duh. guns everywhere, heads exploding. Not really heads exploding. I was gonna say heads exploding, but like walls exploding. But like Trinity and Neo, you know, doing like running up walls and shit like that. Parkour to the max. There was a time that parkour was like really the shit. Um, but <laughs> anyways, I, I I just gotta say that. It's uh, a whole lot of action that is just a lot of fun to watch. It's, and it continues to up the ante. I've, I've really started to try to keep an eye out for, you know, action movies have to keep up the action in a variety of ways. You don't want to see somebody just always getting punched in the face, punched in the face, punched in the face. It's not interesting. you got to have it visually interesting. you got to have cool lights. you got to have some uh, interesting visuals, flair, uh the surroundings, the settings, the people involved. There's so much that you have to have involved in a really good fight and continuing to keep the pace up in movies. So um, I think The Matrix is actually one of the uh, movies that is strong in each one of the points. It's, uh, it's later on down the line when it gets a little rocky. Morpheus and Trinity exit the, uh, the Matrix, but Smith ambushes and presumably kills Neo before he can flee. Um as a group of sentinels attack the Nebuchadnezzar. Uh, I don't even know if I'm saying that right. Probably not. Uh, Trinity confesses her love for Neo and reveals that the Oracle told her she would fall in love with the one. She just didn't know if he was the one. And he awakens with his newfound abilities and a kiss from Carrie Ann Moss is all you need. To perceive and control the Matrix. Okay, without like any explanation. Or, right? he, it's because he's the one. That's 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 your explanation, you ass. <laughs> um, I do feel like it's a little bit forced that Carrie Ann Moss has to be the um, relegated to kind of the love interest. I don't know if they exactly plant those seeds. They, they just look like really hot actors and actress they look like really hot actors looking at each other that you of course you'd want to see some hotness between them but it's not like they're like i didn't feel like they were like falling in love like i 
when we're losing Neo in these these scenes, it's just like, what is going on again? What's happening? It's like, uh, uh, okay, there's no way you're going to kill him at this point. I, I didn't feel like we were going to lose him, is what I felt like. So he awakens with his newfound abilities to perceive and control the Matrix. He defeats Smith and leaves the Matrix just as the ship's electromagnetic pulse disables the Sentinels. And I didn't mention that he's when he's like down, he comes back up and he's like warping the walls like boosh, 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 boosh. And the walls are like whoosh, 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 whoosh. And um, then I think uh, I, I kind of already... Uh, skipped over the bullet time but the bullet time had happened earlier on in in the movie when they had gone back in and he was whoosh 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 and uh what's his face morpheus had said you know you never you aren't gonna have to dodge bullets anymore you're going to um you won't need to anymore you'll stop them or something like that like i said i'm gonna fuck up all the (laughs) all the damn lines that they say uh but it's good lines. It's good lines. And he, he's like, whoosh. And he stops the, uh, um, what's it called? The, the bullets when Agent Smith is shooting them at the end. He's like, dun, 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 dun. he's like, whoosh. Don't think so. And I think he has shot a bunch at that time. I mean, like, Agent Smith had shot him like six times. But, you know, he's still good. Still good. Just a mere flesh wound. And on top of that, he's able to beat the fuck out of Agent Smith, jump in his body, explode him from the inside, and with these kind of random effects that his face is exploding, um, makes the other Smiths say, we're out of here. You know, the other Smiths are like, fuck this. Um, and I like the other Smiths. I don't feel like the other Smiths have nearly as a, a predominant feel in the rest of the, the other Matrixes. So... Um, yeah, I kind of wish Carrie Ann Moss didn't have to be the love interest, although if she was, I mean, she is, but it's just like, she doesn't need to be, you know, she can just be, but, um, still fine, still beautiful people, beautiful people. So back in the Matrix, Neo makes a phone call promising the machines that he will show their prisoners a world where anything is possible. He hangs up the call and flies away. And that, my friends, is The Matrix 1999, directed by the Wachowskis. Let me know what you thought about The Matrix 1999. Um, I'm sure I did not cover everything in this. Um, because there's just way too much that I could not, I, I could not get everything on here. Um, yeah, my overall feelings, I originally, in my mind, I had it as a nine out of 10, but the more I thought about it, I, I give nine out of tens if I've really had an emotional, uh, an emotional reaction and I didn't. So, um, I'm, I'm going to leave it at a solid eight out of 10, but it's still like one of the most solid eight out of 10s I've ever watched. It's super strong. Um, it's a little bit colder than I was expecting, um, watching the entire thing, but I still really lo- loved it. And I think what they said was like, there was a green palette over the matrix when they're in there versus a blue palette or something that when they're in the real world, um, and I, I like small details like that. I mean, you can probably go back and pick this thing apart from all the details left and right, all the 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 interesting 
minute things that you wouldn't get the the first time. So, um, so it says looks like everything was uh, all but most scenes were filmed in Sydney. I assumed Australia. Um, so yeah, filming began in '98. Uh, anything else? I had heard that you know uh, Carrie Ann Moss like rolls her ankle like really early into this uh, into the filming of it and she had to like fake not being hurt or anything like that because she didn't want to get recast which is like oh shit um I had actually heard that I saw on what was it oh shit Chad's to housekeep was in this So anyways, um, yeah, they did not make this easy on themselves. I do want to talk a little bit, what was it, what was I saying? That, uh, oh yeah, they almost got, they almost had to shut down everything on set because of the, uh, helicopter scene or something like that, that had happened in, uh, Australia, I believe, that they almost got slammed for that, legally slammed, um, yeah, and I, yeah, I don't remember if I mentioned it when Neo was in the pod, but he had lost like 15 pounds, shaved his whole body, did all that shit to do that. It was imp- impressive. Um, also, they had to probably film out of order because he's like shaved at that at that point versus uh, having what is it called? Uh, having having all of his hair, you know, it's, it's just craziness. So, um. We're going to hop into the section where we're going to talk about all of the movies real quick. It's not going to be a very long section. It's just kind of my, my general thoughts about after watching the first movie and what I think about the entire franchise, uh, the other two movies in, included, not the fourth one yet. So this is where we're, here we're talking about it. So now I would have expected you to have watched the first three Matrix movies, and now we're going to discuss it. Yes, um... Keanu's barely in the third movie at all. He's barely fucking in the third movie. Um, the Matrix is barely in the movie. Uh, Morpheus is basically relegated to the background, and Carrie Ann Moss is just sitting beside Keanu waiting for something to happen. It is such a boring movie. I could not believe, in comparing to this Matrix 99 to the third one, that it was the same creators. Um it really did feel like they wanted to have like this big bombastic ending, but they also wanted to blend it with like psychological, um, I, I call it psychological action when, you know, they're probably just sitting there, something intense is about to happen. But the, the movie is too long on setting, setting up characters. We don't really care about. There's so much, there's a 40 minute battle in that last movie. Um, that has no Keanu Reeves in it. It's like, that is a crime. It doesn't have most of our main characters doing much for at least uh, a third of the movie. And so it's very underwhelming. It doesn't seem like the resolution that anybody would want to this. They took some of the worst parts of this franchise. They stayed in the real world. That's not where we want to be. We want to be in the Matrix. We have... The best characters, Keanu, Morpheus, Kieran uh, Moss. Where are they? They're not even hardly in it. It feels like they're, they're more like passive in it and not so much actually doing anything until the very end of it. Um, once Morpheus is out of the Matrix at the beginning of that third movie, he's just like, I'm fucking done. 
Um, I'm sitting back and letting y'all do the shit because I'm done doing kung fu. Uh, but anyways, it, it it's... It, it's disappointing to see how that had happened with the third one. And it seemed like the third one, I do think they had some issues on set. I'm not a hundred percent sure, but, uh, I'm not a hundred. I don't know. Honestly, I'm not sure if they had issues on set or not, but with saying all this, I, you know, I do got to say that the, they took the wrong lessons from the first one. Um, and uh what else do we got the cinematography same cinematographer as uh spider-man i spider-man 2 and spider-man 3 um alongside a lot of other stuff he's done what, is he, what else is this guy cinematographer for uh bill pope he's done uh he he's worked with sam raimi a lot um uh, Wachowski's a little bit. Uh, yeah, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World with uh, Edgar Wright. Yeah, he's done some work. Done some work. Oh, he did Shang Chi. Uh, he was the the um, cinematographer there, I guess. Um, but yeah, so that is the Matrix '99. Uh, a little bit of discussion about the the final. The final third movie. Um, it did feel like the third movie was setting up for another movie to happen after that, which is kind of weird. Um, but yeah, so and he said, da, 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 da. for Keanu, I'll, I'll give a little bit of uh, fun facts for Keanu Reeves. You might have already heard some of these facts. A lot of people have already gone through all these. Um. Okay, so by the middle of 2002, the famous bullet time sequence had been spoofed in over 20 different movies. Talk about cultural relevance for your ass, you know? That's that's crazy. Um, the Wachowskis harbored their vision for five and a half years, working through 14 drafts of their screenplay, although most studio executives who read the uh, script loved their ideas. They had extreme difficulty imagining how this would translate onto screen. The uh... mm. by filming in Australia, the filmmakers kept the budget at sixty million. The uh, movie would have not been greenlit greenlit by Warner Brothers otherwise because it would have cost a record of 180 million for a US based production holy shit so i guess it's just like super expensive to shoot in the US versus uh internationally which i didn't realize that um yeah a couple things that kind of root this in like 99 might be like that the cell phones they're using, the technology, they try to keep the technology kind of loose and fitting within the final uh, the final movies. But the first movie does kind of root itself with the cell phone, with the pay phone, all this shit, you know, stuff that keeps it in there. Uh, the cars are kind of, you know, the, the computers. Um... Prior to pre-production, Keanu Reeves suffered a two-level fusion in the cervical spine, which began to cause paralysis in his legs, requiring him to undergo neck surgery. Jesus. He was still recovering uh, by the time of pre-production, but he insisted on training. So Wu Pin Yin, 
uh, let him practice punches and lighter moves. Reeves trained hard and even requested training uh, on days off. Uh, however, the surgery still made him unable to kick for two out of four months of training. As a result, Keanu did not kick much in the film. Kind of interesting, and that must have been very difficult. Um, so all the color, all the color blue was sucked out of the exterior shots to convey how grim the world of the Matrix actually was. Okay. Um, according to the Wachowskis, all animals in the Matrix universe are computer-generated images, and we find that out with the cat image as well, the déjà vu. So, um. Yeah, this is uh, a little bit of information about that, but uh, I know that people had talked about like uh, other possible individuals that were going to take uh, Keanu's place as lead actor. Could have been Will Smith. It could have been um, Leo DiCaprio. Um, I can't remember the other one that was possibly going to be, but a um, bunch of random people that I didn't think would be able to play it the same way. I think. Even um, Will Smith said that he was almost... He's sad that he didn't get it, but he's also glad that he didn't get it because he would have played it completely different. He would have given it that big Willie style, if you know what I mean. Um, but yeah, the Wachowskis have said that the popular Japanese manga and the film of the same name, Ghost in the Shell, 95, were big influences on the development of the film. I can definitely see that. I've, I've, I've seen the more recent Ghost in the Shell, which was... It was all right. It was all right. So, um... Yeah, um, I think that is about. Carrie Ann Moss found it impossible after the film's release to go out wearing sunglasses as she was instantly recognized. <laughs> yep, yep. The... I actually heard the costumes on there uh, for this were incredibly cheap. They were running really low on budget. So, yeah, thank you for listening, watching Look It Out Podcast. Let me know how I can improve the podcast. Go to patreon.com slash Podcast to get the full review. You can get the uh, full Matrix 1999 review. Um, if you're watching this on YouTube and you're only getting a slice of it, you're probably getting just maybe 30, 40 minutes of it. But we had a full chunky-ass review ready for you, waiting for you. So we have more of the Matrix coming down the tube. Thank you for listening watching Lucky Dog Podcast. Let me know how I can improve. And check out LuckyDogPodcast.com and take it easy. Whoa. Unfortunately, no one can be told what the Matrix is. You have to see it for yourself.